0: I'm Tom. I'm Stephanie. This is a podcast about what bonds people and places together.
1: Or as we like to call
0: it, Food Glue. Stephanie, we're in Green Hood.
1: are. Yeah, that's one of the questions I've got to ask, actually. And another question I've got to ask is there's no menu. So you have to know what you want or start a conversation, which is also like, absolutely <laughs> fun. Maybe that's deliberate. Yes. Okay. Hi, good morning, how are you? All right, Hi. I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right, thanks. Can you talk out. me through the current bun situation? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So down on the front we've got cinnamon, this is lime and coconut, our new bun. Yeah. And then we've got chocolate, blueberry and lemon and stem ginger. And they're two for five pounds. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to have the new one, please. Yeah, lime and coconut one. Have a
0: stem ginger, please. Stem
1: ginger,
0: yeah. And a short black.
1: I don't know what I want. That's okay. <laughs> um, what's a Gibraltar when it's at so home? That's our version of a cortado, so two shots of espresso, same amount of ah. sweet milk. You serve so it in these glasses. It's like a short, fairly strong drink with milk. Can I actually have, can you do me a chai um, but with oat milk? Yeah, let's go. Any coffee in there? Yes, please. Yeah. Excellent. And are you guys staying in today? Yeah, we are. we're just Beautiful. sat in yes, there. Just there. Great stuff what coffee they're brewing because they've got i'm just sitting here they've got their own blends which is called colonna and they have a few different color blends and they have new ground and has been all in very swanky packaging
0: oh well, look we're gonna be media stars again stephanie oh we are. this green hood's really well set up for coming to do some work we've got yeah. usb points and little booths and PowerPoints.
1: It's very Copenhagen in here. I could be in Copenhagen right now. It's very trendy art and lots of plants. I'm also a bit sucked in by this plant hole here. Look, I wonder what the purpose... There's like a gap in the wall which has got a plant in it, and I wonder if it's in pur- on purpose for uh, Yeah, have to take a
0: photo, show the listeners.
1: So, um, I saw... Um, mutual friend yesterday and she was like oh there's a new coffee place in town you have to go and try it it's called punch coffee and i suddenly this is maybe a bit pessimistic of me and maybe because i was a bit tired but i was like how many trendy new coffee places can nottingham suck up like oh. there's so many although i wonder if some of them are like ones that have gone and been replaced but this is quite nice i mean how long has this how long has greenhood been here in Beeston? i
0: don't know actually <sighs> years it's changed it did a big refit didn't it did it so prior to you moving here, yeah. it was Greenhead but it was not quite Scandy. Mm, so they did a okay. refit a few years ago, made it a bit more
1: yeah, wood, white, wood,
0: white, bright, exposed, everything. industrial cabling, and cool stuff like that that everyone likes.
1: Um, but in terms of a kind of coffee scene in Nottingham, I'd say this was a little bit ahead of the game. Yeah. Um, you maybe had a couple in the centre of town, but Greenwood's been here for long enough to be, yeah, ahead of the game. Well, Rory
0: was a barista at The Bean, which is now Cartwheel. Yeah, that's his. That's really, I know he, oh. Before sure he'll talk to us about at some point, and then he decided to obviously he decided to do his own, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah love, love, love coffee.
1: Yeah, as
0: we do. My my partner knows his mum quite well. Oh. So. She was one of the uh, Roundhill Mums, which was one of the local primary school, and they used to go to the Bean post-drop-off, for post-drop-off kid oh, mum nice. chat. And Rory was very well known to the, oh, wow. to the ladies. That's a, that sounds really bad.
1: Wow, I've
2: never had the chai, I'm excited.
0: I've never had chai in coffee.
1: Oh, it's good. You can try it, do you want to try it? It was it was, was it wrong? Chai lattes were my like, entry-level coffee drug when I uh, didn't like coffee because they just taste like christmas in the car so there was a point
0: where you didn't like coffee i suppose yeah. i didn't like coffee either come on when you're
1: like safety nobody likes coffee thank you very much i
0: started drinking hot drinks towards the end of university actually because I never into tea mm. only time i ever drank tea was rugby
1: mm.
0: on a winter afternoon and at half time when you were dying and they yeah, made you drink it's half freezing half a cup of tea to keep going yeah because you're freezing to death that's about literally only and then you didn't care it was just orange orange liquid
1: yeah that's when I quite like a hot squash, actually.
0: I'm still not really into tea. Um, so
1: we've got our drinks and we've got our buns.
0: So you went for the new one, which was? Uh, a lime, lime and coconut. Put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> it's like a pina colada.
1: Is that how that
0: song goes? You want a pina, pina colada bun? Yeah.
1: That's what you want, at 10 o'clock in the morning, pina colada. <laughs> I could go with pina colada. Wow
0: had a busy day yesterday, I went out to watch Tour of Britain, which cool. is a, probably the UK's biggest mm. annual cycling event, sort of professional race. I uh, with some scared. friends and we went out to Cockgrave and stood on a hill and watched it go past, did a bit of clapping, very nice. I was on the TV for all of half a second with my friends, but you know, now I'm now a TV star, so that's very exciting. And then we went off to a local popular cafe called The Old Wharf of Tickling. Which was very nice, very pleasant. So, six of us sitting around in there. Actually, we were really lucky because the weather was meant to be awful and we got the sunshine. So, we sat around in the sunshine oh. having bacon rolls and cake and coffee at the old wharf in Hickley, nice. which was absolutely fantastic. Which is very near a place you've talked about previously, which is Sarsfield Chocolate Airs. Yeah, on
1: episode one. Literally just down the road. Back in episode one. <laughs> um, that was feels like a long time ago now.
0: But it was really nice to catch, and actually catch up some old friends that I've been on some cycling adventures with in the past. We went and watched the Tour de France about nearly eight nine years ago now. We um, spent two weeks in France riding around and watching the Tour and having a generally nice time.
1: Well, and I actually today we somehow have got behind on milk deliveries. I don't know what happened but we, we have like four pints of milk in the fridge at the moment which is too much when we have it delivered every Tuesday and Thursday so I thought I'd go back to my Hamlin all colour cookbook and do the classic um, rice pudding recipe because I can never, it's one of those things that I don't make regularly enough to remember the proportions so um, I think I just have to double check. There's always less rice for a pint of milk than I think. You feel like it should be like double double liquid to rice. Right. but It's it's like times five. Have you ever made rice pudding in my life? Mm, right. it, well, this is a controversial topic because there's two different ways to make it. You can make it on the hob or you can bake it.
0: Whoa, I think mm. my granny used to bake it.
1: When mm. you get skin.
0: Yeah, my granddad liked the skin. Mm. He'd like go, mm. and the middle go,
1: mm.
0: I'd be like, no skin.
1: I always think I like it, and then I eat the first bit, and I'm like, "Mm," mmm. Then the second bit, I'm like, actually, this is just burnt milk. This is not that
2: exciting. (laughs) With lots of nutmeg,
1: nutmeg and cinnamon.
0: I'm not sure how much there would have been in my granny's house. Mm. That would have been weird foreign stuff. Mm. Nutmeg probably, cinnamon probably not.
1: Would you put anything on top of your rice pudding, like jam?
0: I think we used to serve her own raspberry and strawberry jams. Yeah. We own, she never bought jam, no. Granddad had a fruit fruit and veg garden, and there was always an overabundance of fruit of various sorts around, so she, Granny was continually making puddings and mm. jams and everything, mm. sending us home with various jars of stuff that she'd made.
1: I only have Nana jam in my house, Nana jam and Nana chutney. My nan's 82 and she still makes all jam and chutney from her garden. Um, and we didn't get time when she was up with me this time, but either when I go down to her next or when she's up here, we're gonna um, she's gonna give me a little jam tradition.
0: Oh, ooh, that's lovely. Mm.
1: Or she thought maybe marmalade because it's nearly sort of <coughs> marmalade
0: time. We were. I once wanted to know all my granny's recipes because you know that's a lovely link to the mm. past. <clears throat> Dad yeah. said, really, don't need to worry about it because they're all out of the. Um, she bought basically bought an electric oven. Post-war, oh, of yeah. 1952 or something, or 1950, yeah. when she first married, my, when they've you know they set up home with her mm.
1: And
0: she still she was still using the same oven up until probably the day she died, mm. um, and pretty much her entire cooking rec- recipe came out of the book, which came with the Yay. small pamphlet of like 25 recipes that came with mm. the Argo, the Argo cookbook. Wow. N- might have been an electric Argo or something, but yeah, that was it. Amazing.
1: Um, that's, I believe, Mary Berry's first job was writing the recipes for others. Just to bring that full story back to Hamlin Ball Colour Cookbook. This is when we get complaints on the podcast for eating our mouths full, but um, yeah, people like too it. Good. Yeah, but there's like a, I think there's like a scale. There's people like me who probably don't really notice it. There's people who find it really disgusting, and then there's people at the other end of the spectrum, which I won't go into.
0: How is your bun? It's
1: excellent, but I do like their classic one here.
0: This is very good, it's nice
1: and I've had the ginger before, it's good. I like the um, just classic cinnamon with a bit of cardamom.
0: I like the way here they have display buns Mm. on show.
1: We'll have to ask as well, I believe it's an all-vegan recipe now, but I'll need to check. Um, But I also think it's one of those things If you're only making one thing, um, because there's chia seeds in the dough and I think that helps to bind it. That's the kind of how they veganised it. I did go through a phase where I was making cinnamon buns a lot and it becomes really easy to adapt when
0: you... Right.
1: ...when you get to know it. I've got a really good recipe, which I'll share, um, from one of my friends, Hannah, who used to have a online blog, but she's now an artiste. And it's for chocolate and hazelnut cinnamon buns. And you roll so they're like stuffed so it's not on the top they're like stuffed in the roll they are incredible but you need like lots of people to be coming over or to be like taking them to park on or something to make them industrial because, process uh, yeah because you kind of have to make like 12.
0: you could probably eat 12.
1: you probably could but you might not be able to do anything else
0: <clears throat> which is not the end of the world it's a bit like yeah. breakfast isn't it when yeah. breakfast is really good do you really need to eat anything else
1: yeah but like if you had four of you or six of you over for the weekend they'd be worth baking a batch because they'd all go
0: yeah sure for sure
1: so that's sort of the, one of the unique things here is it's
0: just coffee and buns. So they just do the buns. The very occasionally you get something out. They used to do other cake sometimes. Did they? I don't think they've done
1: since for a while.
0: Maybe they're just focusing down on the buns. Mm. Or always mum used to make it, Very good cake.
1: I guess the thing is, there's lots of places in Easton to get cake now. I think it's often
0: best to do one thing really well. We've yep, spoken about that I before on the podcast. Yeah. If you're really good at one thing, double down on that and do a super great job of it. Yeah. Then you know. Then, as you say, other people do cake. No one else does the range of buns. So this is their U.S.P. it's
1: mm. like a motto for life, fun.
0: Double down on what you're good at.
1: Mm. Double down on what you're good at. I'm not very good at that because I like variety. I
0: well, do used to be a designer? Just try to avoid specialisation. Because mm. you can get pigeonholed into doing one thing all the time. Mm. But in terms of commercial, yeah, commerciality. I think you either have to go back one way, mm. you either have to go incredibly varied, or you have to really, I say this, Well, I'm looking at across the road at donuts, or do, donut, mm. um, here we're a Nottingham-based donut maker, sort of posh donuts. Yeah. Not entirely convinced myself. No. <coughs> but they're quite well known and quite popular and they just do donuts, that's what they do. It's
1: one of those things, isn't it, about phases. I um, somebody I had a meeting this week and somebody bought two dozen Krispy Kreens and it's just not my thing. If they bought two dozen cinnamon buns, I would have been all over it. Like, how different is a cinnamon bun from a donut? But I just wasn't interested in having a Krispy Kreme donut. But they have properly had like their heyday, haven't they? And like oh. the, the fact that there is a, a Nottingham-based Donut Company now, and there probably is in other parts of the UK. In fact, there's two here, isn't there? There's another one, Project D. Project D. That's a Midlands Donut a fan, but like uh, why we, is that the wave of the moment and like, um, what's the next wave going to be I well, we went through what fairy curious cakes
0: about. Yeah. so fairy cakes was like the big oh, thing oh
1: yeah cupcakes are so over now
0: and I, was like,
1: I was thinking that the other day I've got loads of cupcake cases left over and I was like what they, can I make them for they really never really had any
0: substance though people were just decorating it just turned into an Instagram mm. decorating thing
1: and that's what I'm crap at like, I'm quite good at making a cupcake but I'm not good at the decorating I can do a rose swell but
0: I think doughnuts can a bit like that as well. It in tends into a bit of a, mm. it's how can we top our, decorate our donut thing.
1: That's how I got into food. Well, not how I got into food, but that was my dip into being in food as I ran a cupcake shop. Um, I kind of lived and breathed it for a year, but now like you don't see them anywhere, do you?
0: It used to be like, yeah. but they're all just, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're, cupcakes weren't
1: very nice style over substance I had a
0: lot of style over substance yeah
1: absolutely and it drove me nuts when red velvet went massive because I just had to like sometimes people come in and if we didn't have red velvet they'd walk back out again and I'd be like it's just a basic bitch chocolate cupcake with loads of food colouring in it like it's actually not that different the only thing that's really different is the way they make the velvet concept I'm saying in quotation marks is um
0: I've managed to catch catch Stephanie on a right rant here so I'm going to enjoy it
1: (laughs) is they um, there's a chemical reaction between the bicarb basically the bicarb and the coconut powder um, that makes it more velvety apparently I think actually we made better flavours in that shot we did one called a um, a black bottom, which was half cupcake mixture, half cheesecake, and that was incredible, yeah. In a cupcake case, with yeah, cream you, cheese frosting on the top. See,
0: now I'm, kind of, I'm much more interested in that, yeah. because that actually has a bit more substance yeah. to it, rather than just style.
1: And my favourite thing we made was actually, we made um, a, a tiffin bar, like a fridge cake, and that was my favourite thing. And I always tried to get up and see my chefs at the right time when they were trimming the edges. <laughs> But it was an interesting one because, again, they had cookbooks and um, sometimes when you extrapolated the recipes down from making 24 cupcakes, they don't work. Okay, yeah. They did lots of interesting things, actually, you know, you used to get wittards. what happened to wittards?
0: They used to be everywhere. It's
1: because people don't drink tea anymore, isn't it? No,
0: yeah, coffee. They've all been replaced by coffee shops.
1: Yeah, probably. But they used to make, Wittards used to make these powdered iced tea powders. Yes. Like apple or yeah, raspberry. Yeah. I
0: remember those. But we
1: had every sort of summer spring season we'd do a recipe cupcake recipe in the spring which had like a spring lavender or something in it and we'd use those tea powders in the cupcake mixture to bring the flavor out so it was all sorts of smart things like that and soda stream syrup so we did a coca-cola one and what we did is we put the soda stream oh, syrup else? in it
0: because it's so much more concentrated you get flavor without ruining the giving you away all the secrets i won't
1: name the bakery as i've just given away all their secrets so that would be wrong
0: Oh, well, you signed an NDA. <laughs> if not, you should go and sell the secrets to someone. Yeah,
1: well, as we said, the cupcake kind lead, of wagons true. over, so. There's
0: donuts and brownies mm. in there.
1: Particularly
0: mm. donuts. I think donuts is the big one. You'll see how long Just this really wave really
1: lasts. really Because now we, although, I've seen there's a Dunkin' Donuts in Nottingham, and I am partial to a Dunkin' Donut. like you know the, they sell the middles? Yeah. I've been in the States a few times, and I quite like their coffee. As we, we talked about before on the podcast I can be really snobby or I can just like a big goblet of cold hot wet stuff hot sorry not cold hot wet stuff and Dunky Donuts do that really well
0: just a big vat of filter
1: yeah and yeah. then with the donut holes
0: because I used to like that people stop really doing it now I used to just get a
1: cafeteria mm, I like a cafeteria particularly on the bike mm. and
0: you had been a bit of a bike and you just kind of wanted a bit of volume of liquid and, a nice, and I'd end up ordering a four cup cafetier to myself mm. and the people behind the counter would be like, give me funny looks. Mm. But no, no, it's fine, I just want hot, wet, and it's okay I just want a, a bit of volume of, of liquid. Mm. It used to be pots of tea for cyclists, mm. and then it all changed to coffee. And with tea, you used to get a lot more volume, I think. With the coffee mm. you tend to get a bit smaller. If Sometimes we,
1: we ever do that when we're out for a bike ride right, and they have a cafeteria, I'll and don't let me take it because I would definitely need mm-hmm. a yeah. Too much liquid. <laughs> So I know
0: where most of the wee stops are, <laughs> and
1: yeah. most of the
0: friendly hedges.
1: Yeah, well hopefully we'll be able to get back out on some bike rides after after this weekend because I need to do some training.
2: After you've done your jog.
1: Mm. A long jog.
0: So at this point we were joined in our conversation by Rory, who's the owner and proprietor of Green Hood Coffee. Have a listen and see what he has to say.
1: Um, been here now we were
2: seven there. years
1: wow
2: yeah, yeah 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 i was just yeah. saying
1: i think you were sort of ahead of the wave of it was yeah it was like
2: um, you had wired in town mm. which was like i loved it at first and then kind of i think they went through a transition kind of like of constantly chopping and changing kind of the style they wanted to yeah. be um, and then we moved to and then 200 degrees came yeah. Yeah. um because originally when i was going to set mine up because 200 degrees kind of happened sort of the same time I think they were in January 2015. That was okay. June 2015, and I was going to do that kind of like dark woods and yeah. vibe. And then um, they opened up, so I said I'll go for a complete the yeah. opposite, the opposite way. Um, but yeah, June 26, 2015. Oh, wow. And of course, yeah.
1: you also didn't pick to be in the town centre. So you picked to be out here in Beast. Yeah. And what so, but, kind of appealed to you about Beast?
2: Um, I'd worked around the corner um, okay. and loved doing that. Um, and then, kind of wanted to introduce the kind of more specialty coffee in terms of like the pour overs, mm-hmm. um, actually looking at origin, looking at farms and stuff. Um, and at the time, yeah, the owners there were basically kind of happy with their style, so they said we don't really need to in- introduce that um, at the moment. So go do your own thing. Go um, Rogue I was actually doing primary going to be a primary school teacher wow, in the okay, September what before. Yeah, weird enough, and then. Um, I was doing all myself, and literally was going to be starting in September, twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, I
1: guess you think that helps with you though, having that background, mm-hmm. thinking that helps when you're trying to develop your team and your staff and things. Maybe,
2: like that? Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, possibly, Potentially, yeah. Um, it was a bit of a weird change because I, I was literally set on doing the teaching and stuff, mm-hmm. and then, um, yeah, basically just got a, somebody made a comment about like the coffee industry, and I was just like, "Dang, nice. I'm going to, I'm going to go and." Do the coffee yeah. and then open a shop and then stay in place which i'm used to and stuff and people knew me and mm-hmm. had the customer rapport from just being obviously a staff member and stuff um asked around was like oh if i did this would you come and kind of support me and then um yeah stuff like that but um yeah because we were around the corner
0: yeah uh, my partner used to drop her kids off at roundhill yep um she knows your mum <laughs> oh, <okay. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> and she used to go and she remembers you very much as the yep. best barista Ah, sweet. At the place around the corner, so they were very excited when you decided to oh, amazing. Yeah. open your own place. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. was probably one of the people you talked to. Yeah, time, no, 100%. Right? Yeah, yeah, like
2: I've got a lot of kind of like. I could have a lot of young staff members. If you're allowed to hire like the children, like yeah, Yeah. that'd be great. Because I've got like a proper team who love coming here. So yeah. So
1: 2015 was probably exactly the right time. And as you say, at that point, you were really interested in kind of where the coffee was coming from, your suppliers, your roasters. Which again, you're probably a little bit ahead of the game there. That was very much the scene in London, but perhaps not in Nottingham. So who are who are your key suppliers that kind of meet? Your standards. You uh, absolutely like,
2: at, at firstly, we like when we first started, we did we were like the first multi-roaster, so we had um, mm. I got like a, kind of a real good network across from uh, in Latvia, in Germany, and wow. stuff. So we had loads of different roasters from Europe, yeah. um, which was like mad for this. So we got kind of our clientele was kind of really different mm-hmm. for Beeson because um, mm-hmm. we had so many roasters. But we started with Hasbeen, which was like our first first roaster because um, I knew those guys really well. Um, from kind of just pretty much networking through festivals and stuff. Um, and they're in Staffordshire. Um, Staffordshire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so we stuck with Hasbeen as our main guys mm-hmm. for ages, but we had people like um, Five Elephant. Um, we had Le Cabra as well uh, from Denmark, which now Akende use as their main roaster in Bridgeford. Mm-hmm. Um, but we pulled away from the kind of European roasters as soon as kind of obviously Brexit and the costs mm-hmm. went up. And then I wanted to support a lot more UK roasters yeah. with that because it actually meant more to our economy than... As it was like literally just us now so yeah. um, then we moved to kind of we had colonna come in who were a bath based shop but roast in bristol that's so
1: interesting their name i was just looking at the packets and i assumed they were italian yes yeah yeah
2: i seen him. i actually sent them a picture in italy of colonna and I stood outside i was like oh you're yeah, yeah. like, here um for a bit of bounce. but um and then we got new ground um are we my mates in oxford um, and then uh, and we got has been back because we took a break from has for a couple of years um, when we moved to colonna mm-hmm. as our main roastery. Um, and then now we've got Hasbeam back because they've rebranded and it's kind of, I think, a bit more kind of uh, customer friendly in terms of the colors because they do mm-hmm. a different kind of color scheme for kind of taste notes and stuff. Oh, great. But um, yeah, uh, these kind of three are my main kind of UK races. And then we'll have different guests as well. I
1: really love how you've just talked about all those companies because you've not talked about them as just kind of being a roastery. You've talked about them being your friends, where they're from. Mm, yeah. So it sounds like a nice community vibe
2: there. In oh, it's wicked. World. Yeah. And if they're not, I don't. You really use it Sounds. I don't, if they just message me and say, "Oh, we want you to buy our coffee," yeah. No, and they send me like some random wholesale dude. I'm just mm. kind of like. No, like I was in Oxford the other day, literally just having pop tarts with Joel. Like pop tarts. Um, yeah, they've they, been doing this kind of like a funky '90s kind of vibe. Oh wow! So they had loads of like kind of '90s sweets
1: and. Have
2: they made their own pop tarts? No, they were literally no. just like. <laughs> Funnily enough, I had never had a pop tart until two oh, weeks ago.
1: What?
2: Yeah, and then wow. I went. As soon as I got home from Oxford, I went and bought some Smalls <laughs> Smalls pop tarts, oh, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, this is actually incredible." Um, so yeah, but that was fun. Like you can actually sit down and have a chat with them. Um, like I know the owner, like the original owner of has been like I think he's still involved in the company now mm. but uh, and then I see Max, he came down the other day from Kelner and yeah, stuff. Man. So
1: it's kind of really important to us. That's one of the whole vibes behind the podcast yeah. is that food brings people together and builds communities and helps build relationships and that um as you exactly as you've just said kind of it was important to you to build relationships with UK producers and have each other's back
0: yeah
2: um,
1: which is really great you mentioned one roastery there from Denmark I think and you've definitely yeah. got that kind of Danish Kofen yeah Hagen vibe in here 100% um, is that what inspired you?
2: um I've just always liked this kind of the vibe, like I, my actual kind of main inspiration for this style came from Blue Bottle, which is an um, American company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have obviously very different styles wherever you go. Like if it's next to a train station, then next to a Starbucks, they'll kind of design it. So it sort of helps the Starbucks customers come into them. So it doesn't feel <laughs> so alien. Um, but in their kind of Tokyo stores the South Korea stores, like it's very kind of like, it's got the kind of japan kind of vibe. Um, so it's, it can be quite harsh. Um, you can do minimalism wrong, uh, so we kind of want to kind of be a little bit brutal but with soft edges and get a bit of colours to make it kind of yeah. feel clean and stuff, but um, I would love still to have a Danish roastery, now, we did use April, which is my friend Patrick, um, we did use them for a bit but it's just in terms of costs and stuff yeah. like realistically it's great coffee but so are the UK yeah. roasters and it essentially is the same coffee, yeah. just roasted a bit different and yeah. it's of and course it's, on top yeah, it's, yeah. it's great but then to be real like it yeah. doesn't matter it's you've you're essentially it <laughs> yeah you're essentially paying just for the brand and then maybe some kind of um, like the international students love the european roses that's the mm. kind of biggest market for that so before like um, i've got loads of friends actually from singapore now because of that um but not so much now because they're not so much interested in uk races which is quite mm. interesting they all want the kind of like I freed I hats know. from Amsterdam, really yeah, Le Cabre from this, yeah, um, maybe Manhattan Coffee roasters from Amsterdam, um, like stuff like that. And it's, yeah, so it's actually quite interesting. Mm. Um,
0: That's good, like beer fans, though, isn't it? You get, for sure. You get around chasing. Brewery. Yeah, mm. I was in the Crown yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, Wyland's well, great. Oh, yeah. we have got a kernel, great." Yeah, and I was looking uh, for the looking for the brewery yeah. on their board. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it's that intercom. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's very Instagrammable
2: now. Like, yeah. So you see a packaging, and you go, "That's wicked packaging." Because that's yeah. kind of how I got into some of the roasters before. I was like, okay. "They've got good aesthetics. So yeah. usually, it, not always, but if they've got good design, mm. usually the product in coffee usually works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as a yeah. Yeah. as a dude in um. Ireland at the moment has got something called it's processed coffee, but it's a VHS box for your coffee. We've actually got got one of the boxes here. It's it's amazing. It looks like a VHS. I am actually
1: a photo of that. And it's
2: actually, probably the dopest packaging, yeah. <laughs> and I'd stock him purely for that, even if it wasn't tasty coffee. It shows, it, just,
0: it shows a lot of attention to detail, and I guess if, it, if people are putting that attention to detail into yeah. their packaging, yeah. they're, generally, they're, they're either doing two things, so are either disguising what's underneath, because yeah. it's not good enough, yeah. or they care just as much about their product, right. yeah. and that's, oh. it's, very, it's very easy to find out what yeah. it is. And that's
2: kind of where I want, I want it to be like, I always kind of strive to make it, if it looks amazing, oh. and then make your coffee look amazing, then it's like, you both. So yeah. Because I'm going to work on my patching next, because we obviously we just kind of like I we do our. It's very simple, like. But then I kind of just want to kind of just tweak it and then, yeah, Yeah. just a tiny bit to make it. That's an
1: exciting project to get your teeth stuck into as well. Yeah,
2: working with product designers and stuff like that. I'll do my house first, and then yeah, yeah, no more projects. No, I keep doing this. (laughs) We walk past my house when we're walking the dogs regularly, and we're
0: like, how's it getting on? How's it getting on?
2: Yeah, I've got lights, which is good. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, especially with winter dialing in. Yeah. Um, you just talked about kind of that Scandi heritage and and your other kind of USB here is that you do buns, which mm-hmm. obviously has got some nice Scandi heritage as well. So it's, yeah. where did that idea come from?
2: Um, so we used to do cakes all the time. My mum used, used to do food as well, uh, like bagels. And I'm never saying we're not going to bring those back because kind of people want our bagels mm. to come back. Um, and we did do the buns before, but like kind of, we had other cakes mm-hmm. amongst it. And then obviously COVID happened, took mm. a big break. And then my mom finished up here. Cause like she obviously done 44 years of teaching and then done like yeah. six years here. So I was, like, felt a bit kind of forcing us to do any more. was a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then basically, yeah, we just did the coffee at first. And I was kind of just, I don't really want to, do anything just other than coffee because I've always wanted to just do a stupid coffee shop mm. um, which is hard in the UK because everyone kind of expects a five course dinner yeah. <laughs> um, and then with your coffee so I was like if I just pick one of our best sellers mm-hmm. and we'll start just doing it out of the window um, and then I only like baked off I think 16 on the first day and then I like, sold out within like 30 minutes and then, and then I like baked off like 25 like whatever and then it just kept setting out and then I was like I think I was making like 200 a day. Um, and I was like, actually, this is, this is like, no one's really just doing, everyone does everything. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll just do a focus um, and just do literally coffee and a cinnamon bun and make it really good. Um, so I went through loads of different kind of like variations of like the same thing. As kind of like, um, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I was like, do I do a dry butter? Do I do this? And um, they've kind of gone up and down. And then I introduced another flavor and then another flavor. And then, and then I kind of just got caught in the cycle and then, um, I was like, I don't really want to be making dough for my living. Um, and here I am, two, two years later from Covid, making dough for a living. But it's gone really well. And we haven't had to bring food back because it's sort of yeah. exactly the same. And you can have less staff. Yeah, um, yeah. so sort of exactly the same. People still want the food. I sort of still want to have it as an option because it's nice. But there are so many places in Beeston who do food. So why compete yes. like, oh, we do smashed avocado as well. Great.
1: And you don't need to do that. There's enough places to get smashed avocado and, and it will be over soon. It will be. <laughs>
2: and sourdough is kind of weirdly yeah. drifting out in yeah. other places. It's becoming brioche now. I've noticed in mm. London, especially Australia is all brioche, and which is quite like interesting. And like
1: challah and rye bread, yeah. I think, are coming in yeah. next. Again, that kind of Scandinavian yeah, inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I right in thinking that your dough is now completely vegan on all the buns? Yeah,
2: we've always we've, yeah, we've had the buns vegan from the start. Um, it's just really hard then to make certain flavors. I'm just like, oh, this flavor is going to be amazing, yeah. and then I'm just like, like right. A salted caramel. Yeah, like, like how can you? Caramel. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do uh, make like a date caramel syrup um, so at home more for expensive. myself. Yeah, exactly. And then it's kind of, I could go into, I could go. If I didn't, if if my bar was basically had the kitchen downstairs yeah. and I had a glass counter and it was wider, I would go so much further than I do with the buns because I'm on show and I'm social like it sounds like selfish I want to be on show but I really do like the social aspect of the shop is half the reason why I did this
1: Um, I think most people that come to Greenhood know you yeah and so if I was in the bar like I could
2: be making the date syrup and chat to you instead of being in the kitchen making the date syrup um, listening to (laughs) like sad rap it's one of the
1: reasons why I kind of found you guys because I moved to Beeston in the middle of lockdown mm-hmm. and I had a tiny puppy and I walked down here and it was you and um, a lady whose name began with R as well.
2: Yeah, yeah Ray. yeah. She's just finished up yeah. actually. Yeah. Ray. yeah, And
1: I chatted to you both right from the window and yeah. I like didn't know anyone
2: yeah.
1: in the community and you we just started chatting. You were telling me all about other places that I could go yeah. in Beeston and that was just so nice and that's exactly what you want to kind of bring the community together, I think.
2: 100 <clears throat>
1: um, if you're not here where is the one other like local joint that you go to
2: do oh, so you know what for coffee it's uh, coffee's really difficult actually for me now because
1: could
2: be food uh, food wise um, I go to Essen all the time for my food
1: <laughs> so they like, said you yeah for, <laughs> <laughs> me yeah, for my sandwiches like you're paying each other <laughs> yeah legit like,
2: <laughs> yeah it's kind of what I've got with my friends now like free coffee free haircut free gym oh, thing yeah, yeah so um, I'm gonna try and do the same with some joiners. <laughs> you can have free coffee for the whole year. Um uh, so yeah, um yeah, S and I go for my sandwiches all the time. Um yeah, they're good just super nice sandwiches, like I like it and it's a treat for me. I don't drink too much, I don't smoke or anything so like in terms of that's my like kind of enjoyment. Um They have a very
0: similar relationship with their suppliers as well. Yeah. So with respect to them, they were talking about their cheese suppliers. Yeah and how well how well they knew them. Yeah. yeah where they were based and how long yeah. they've been friends for and it's lovely to hear you talk about yeah in the same way yeah you know, it's um it's a very similar connection it is with
2: their people yeah it's a good it's we are very like i've actually spoken to them i've actually mentioned that's them. like we could do because obviously everyone asks for coffee down there sometimes and it's like oh, go to greenhood and then people yeah. ask for sandwiches and i'm say, like, go to Essen. like yeah um, i was like we should just open a massive shop um, yeah, and then we've got cheese wine and then yeah. coffee
0: Oh my goodness, I'd just
1: be there all of the time. Yeah, but you I mean? There's a
2: bigger unit, wider, and then you've got that. Um,
1: and some beers on town. Right. And n- n- you'd never need to
2: leave. You I mean? You've got.
0: I'm getting
2: excited. I said that, I know. We do you need so some investment
1: oh, in this business. We're ready. Sign us up.
2: Keep just plugging in on me with them. Told me <laughs> sure if they seem, they didn't look too keen. And I was like, but. I'll go and tell for that. real, yeah. We've great
0: idea, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, so. But um, yeah, there for food. And then um, for coffee, I do actually struggle because I do, like, genuinely, like. I'm kind of the person which I'll go to a coffee shop and if it's better than mine I go I literally will say to myself like okay like I I need to make mine as good as this so when I was in Prague um, I went to a couple of shops there and one of the places I went to I was like the coffee's phenomenal Um, next time I went it wasn't as good but obviously because coffee's going to change but it was was so good that day and I came back to mine and I was like I need to make it as good because I want mine to be the one I want to drink I don't want to yeah I don't really want to drink it in loads of different places and stuff um, yeah so for coffee I genuinely don't really go anywhere anymore.
1: that's a glowing report though because you you've done exactly what you want to make this the best it can be and you would, wouldn't rather not be anywhere else obviously it's, it's fun when you're somewhere else to explore yeah. but you've got this exactly where it needs to be I feel you're paying on that perfection thing as well because as I've been messaging you about we've got this fancy new rocket coffee machine and then like yeah, our grinder can, is rubbish and now we've been on our I'm learning selling grinders. If, if you want to pay 400 quid yeah. I've got,
2: got one upstairs like just chilling right,
1: if I tell my other half he'll be like yes sign me up um, yeah. there's no counter space Got Liam's number? yeah
2: <laughs> I'm literally just trying to sell it now one of the new grinders actually saying that oh, we might have a buyer for it like, oh perfect yeah.
1: but now we've got a fancy machine without dialling in every day like I don't have time to dial in my yeah, coffee yeah. machine every day. It's Pain in
2: the heart, so yeah, yeah, You get
1: one good coffee a week out of it and then the rest of the time I'm like, it's not the same. I know, and then you
2: waste beans and it's yeah. like, it's... Uh, the grinder it's thing's too. actually, yeah, difficult. There's a new grinder coming from Akaya, who's the scale company we use. Yeah. A uh, single dose in that grinder. It looks very exciting. It'll be like probably like two grand, but... And those are the things that
1: people don't see behind the price of a coffee. When you go into Cafe oh, yeah, Nero, yeah, they're yeah. not doing that. No. And the reason it tastes better here is because oh,
2: yeah, the you've invested cut, yeah. in yeah, everything. everything. Literally, yeah, do you filter your water? Yeah. Oh. The filter was cost a fortune.
1: Well, I spoke to 200 Degrees about this and they... I don't think they filter their coffee yet. I
2: can probably see that, which is why you'll have kind of like quite a bitter up front. Because mm. if you did do that and then took out mm. some of the kind of bicarbonates and stuff and actually... Yeah, de- it a little bit, but add back magnesiums and stuff, like, yeah, it could be good.
1: But then I guess for a chain but like them who are kind of are a bit more over the Midlands and yeah, further so yeah. north, then you go to Chevron and you get a different flavour coffee. Yeah,
2: because there's different wars. Yeah. So yeah. As a business, I think they're wicked. I think they could do the products better. Yeah. But, I like, I love, yeah, I think they've done, they've nailed it, like, mm. the Harry Potter-esque you stroll in, you feel like you're having like a, yeah. you're in a cosy little place, but.
1: But then that's why you're different because it's something for everyone because it would drive me nuts to work in there. Yeah. I'd much rather come in here oh, with my 100%. laptop and yeah. do a meeting and have a coffee in a bun and go somewhere else. Like it's, this is kind of what I wanted to
2: do. I wanted to, I, I'm kind of like want to take it back a bit old school. Like I like having a cheese shop for cheese, a meat shop for meat. If you want yeah. that, a veggie shop, a, yeah. a coffee shop. Um, yeah, because yeah, otherwise everyone. everyone's sort of like a supermarket and it's Absolutely. kind of. Uh, I know if you go to John Lewis, the people don't know as much as they used to know if they're on that section. It used to they be used brilliant. to be amazing. It's amazing. Go to I a camera th- person, he'd know the cameras off by heart. You yeah. go to the, but now it's sort of looks like it's just a dude on his phone. It's, it's just a, yeah. The card at you. Yeah. Like,
0: that's really useful. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. yeah. yeah. It's a
2: shame. Yeah. And you know, I'm noticing it more. Whether well, that's just my age. I don't know. But, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can yeah.
1: see that as well. one of the other things I wanted to ask you about, which. I thought about in the night um, is that you have no menus, so you've got a very basic list behind the bar, yeah. but you've got no menus on the tables. There's no menu when you get to the front. There's no pricing. Yeah, is this a deliberate decision? No, not this really. Start like, conversations.
2: No, like originally yes, because when I first I didn't even have a menu. Like the first year I had didn't have a single menu, and like there was nothing. <laughs> it literally was like talk to us, what do you want? Yeah. We'll make it. Uh, that was the whole vibe. Yeah. Um, and I was fine for a bit, and then it got kind of like uh, some people were really alienated by this, mm. and kind of like some people were really rude about it as well. Like, gosh, you've been sworn out a lot working <laughs> here. Um, and Just I used to for be really a menu. That, yeah. That for means sure. they
1: weren't angry about that. They were angry in the about something well. else.
2: the paper as Like, he has no menu, but customers are filtering through or something stupid. <laughs> but, um, uh, Bad news day. But yeah, so at, at the moment, actually, because we've got, um, <laughs> they're in the works. They've got these little kind of like acrylic things to look yeah. kind of super posh and have them in the front, which had all the lists and stuff. Okay. Um So that dish, we actually got it under the counter at the moment. And that, I did have all the prices so people could see, we could do it, but there's just too many coffees. I mean, seems, yeah. Yeah, and it's really frustrating, because my idea really, I wanted basically, you've got black, you've got milk, you've got this, and then essentially your black coffee is an espresso. Yeah. And then you basically say, can I have black, two, like four ounce, six ounce, eight ounce. Yeah. That's what I would love. And then somebody says, oh, can I have milk? Six ounce, eight ounce, 10 ounce. And then we know, obviously, if you get 10 ounce, it's a, it's a latte of some yeah. sort. Um, and that's what I wanted. So the prices were originally gonna be basically on the board, so it says, yeah, like, three pounds <laughs> black, and then the sizes. So you say, oh, I'll have a, a six ounce black. And it's just that one price. Yeah. Just to simplify it, uh, the menu is one of the biggest things in my head, which is kind of how can I create a perfect menu.
1: I, I actually romanticised it in my head and pretended that you had this grand scheme that it meant that everybody had to have a nice discussion. With it is sort, of, it <laughs> is sort
2: of that because we talk to everyone. Yeah.
1: You've got to ask about the bands. I like, kind of, that they don't have a label.
2: Yes, that, um, asking the flavours and yeah, go and going with more depth and stuff because you lose, like, we've lost a little bit of interaction the way we do it now, obviously, like, because before it was literally you stand, like, I'd chat to every single person yeah. and we never used to say, I'll sit down at the takeout. We'd kind mm. of like. Um, I did that to make these guys feel more comfortable, actually, because they were very new staff, so they didn't have pressure. Having somebody
1: watching you while you're... you're I I thrive on
2: it, watch me all day, like, it doesn't bother me at all, (laughs) I want to be under pressure, but... yeah. um, yeah, Yes, we did that, but um, the discussion thing is amazing, because I wanted to create Greenhood, so it was literally like coffee coffee for the neighbourhood, you knew knew everyone, kind of chat. So that is, you're not wrong. even with a we've really got like one tiny price label on all of this stuff. Mm, yeah. they, then, then people come to the tin and say, oh, how much is this? What's this? What's this? Yeah. Whereas if you just see a label, it's like, they'll exactly. read it and walk away.
1: It improves interaction. It gets people talking yeah. to you. means you can, you know, you get a different story about the last and newest bun flavor yeah. and yeah, everything yeah. like that. Sure, um, so the one thing I haven't asked you is why have you called it Greenhood?
2: Oh, so um, that's like family. So my surname's Archer. Okay. And then I was born in Bramcourt, Um And then it's, so it's like Nottingham for Robin Hood, obviously. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, Archer. So it's just kind of family and city. Um, Really nice. Yeah, and then obviously for neighborhood as well. Like, I went through loads of different kind of, like, designs and stuff. Um, And then the logo is, like, the hood from, like, a side view um, with the three arrows. Because it was my mum, my ex-girlfriend at the time. And then me. So it was, like, the three people who kind of, like, started it. And it's in the shape of a house as well. So um, so it's kind of the building. In the hood. Yeah, in the hood. And I kind of, it was sort of, like, ironic because it's the most un gangster hoodie kind of place <laughs> ever. Um and we obviously we all do like kind of like coffee in the hood, it's like kinda of all good in the hood. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, hood vibes. Like Yeah. That's and it's great. when you come inside it's tranquil and delightful with lo fi music and but yeah, it kind of it's an escape from Beaston a little bit. It sounds yeah. like I'm not saying you wanna kind of escape from Beaston all the time, but it doesn't feel like you're on a high no, road in the middle of a suburb, you could like. be in
1: Copenhagen, and I think it's yeah. one of the things about these. in is that it's pedestrian outside Greenhood, and so there's lots of kind of people yeah. sitting out. Some of the restaurants kind of tumble out onto the pavement, and it can feel quite busy. You've yeah. got the green grocers opposite, it can be quite noisy with yeah. them it. shouting about prices. And then Poundland
2: next door is like <laughs> it's it can like, be quite noisy. It can be, yeah. It's, it's difficult because <laughs> I want outside seating as well, but because it's just like some like local youths and stuff. Like it's like a little bit frustrating because obviously you've got to be careful with your cups. And yeah. I'd love that. I'd yeah. love to have it because I really want them to pedestrianise the side road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, this would make it just just beautiful as well, it would kind of like make it just clean up the town a little bit. And then yeah, there's no we could point link in. This bit of road really no, because you just get a ticket. So it's a, a money making yeah. point. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, we've had some very fun times just watching yeah. out the window from here. So, yeah, it's incredible. But um, yeah, if we pedestrianise that bit, my friend actually 3D designed it all the way down. And we had a little walkway to Tesco and stuff with Zebra mm. Crossing and lights. And
1: like it is just yeah. a little bit further there. Yeah, with down the there. new yeah.
2: spray paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah looks sick. Yeah. Um,
1: Our Brent Nigel's partially funded that.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, It's looks good. Yeah. I think I finished, finished tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, it looks good. I think it's finished tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow. Yeah, it looks like
2: it's nearly finishing touches now. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's bold, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take up any more of your time because I realise there's a bunch of customers yeah, coming. No, but thank you. No, it's all right. Speaking to us, it's been fantastic. Thank
2: you very so much. Thank you.
1: Oh, he was, just did that
0: job for me. That was easy, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I think that's the cool thing about talking to passionate people is they yeah. are very passionate about what they do. And it's yeah. very obvious when you come across someone that is super into what they do because then, like when we spoke to Essen, we didn't really have to say very much. They, no. they just went for it because they really cared about their product and their shop yeah. and their environment. And obviously Rory is very similar in that, in that regard and they really care about what they get up to and who they work with, and I thought that was really interesting, listening to him talk in the same way that
1: mm. the Essing guys
0: talked about their cheese, Rory talked about his coffee.
1: Mm. Now we need to get to Fred Hallam, and then we will hear the <laughs> same for vegetables, hopefully, in Beeston. And, you know, we'd, we'd love to speak to more people who feel that passion. Tell me about your dinner out this week. Well, you went at plenty of time.
0: Why didn't we get a funny time? I was having a bit of a because I, yes. yeah, expect that. Before. I have some mental health issues. I was having a bit of a bad day, mm. and I thought, and he really need to achieve something today.
1: Yeah, something so easy. I thought
0: we'd go out to eat with on family, so with my partner and her daughter Erin, partner Joe, and I was like, I keep meaning to go to Zoo. Mm-hmm. Up in Woolerton. Mm-hmm. What's the road called?
1: Bramcot Lane.
0: Bramcot Lane.
1: It's a weird magical road in our that changes county, or not county, borough council and road name halfway up. So I think it's Bramcot Lane there, but then there's also a Bramcote Lane in Beeston. So it's the Bramcote Lane in Bramcot where the cod scallops is is where how most people navigate. Where the cod,
0: across yeah. from cod scallops, yeah, which is meant to be the best fish and chip shop. Mm in Nottingham. Um, so I went to Zouk. Zouk is Eastern Mediterranean, mm-hmm. so very much a kind of fusion of mm. Persian and Egyptian, and mm. a Ital- little bit of Italian, Lebanese. Greek, Lebanese, all sorts of, all those kind of lovely tomatoy, cheesy herbal flavours, which I really like, some of my favourite stuff anyway. Mm. So I was had quite high expectations and I was a little bit nervous because sometimes you know you go into a place you've heard lots of great things about and you're a bit mm. oh my god is it actually gonna is mm. it actually gonna live up to mm. so we drove up parked up it was it was a bit weird it was like two, thir- two three o'clock I think both Erin and Joe had kind of had a late breakfast so we mm. delayed lunch a little bit
2: yeah
0: um, they have quite long opening hours working open from lunchtime lunchtime right through to evening yeah. I mean, the first thing, that's, you know, it's, it's lovely, you know, nice fit out, not too yeah. fussy, and copper and tiles and... Quite
1: casual though, isn't it? You feel like you could go in there and... I feel like you could dress up in the evening and go in for a cocktail, but you could also go in in jeans and trainers.
0: And interesting thing about that area, there isn't really many bars.
1: No, there isn't
0: any. So it does. I'm sure it does quite a good trade in the evening as a cocktail cocktail bar Well, we've just place. stopped,
1: where it's been sunny, we've just stopped outside with the dog and had a beer and yep. then carried on walking. And
0: there was a few people like that and then some old, a couple of old ladies just in for a chat. So, yeah. Again, it was really nice because although it was a restaurant, was, you know, an old lady just having a cup of tea and an old lady having yeah. a Diet Coke and yeah. a bloke outside with his dog having a beer and a couple of people dining. It was Liam. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> it wasn't, definitely wasn't Liam. A dead, not more beard than Liam. It was, really, it was really nice, was a nice fit out. It was super clean, which sure I always look yeah. out for as well. My partner does. Yeah. So, you know, it was really well. We walk in and it's immaculate. I'm like, That's great. And there's a nice
1: open kitchen at the
0: back. Yes, yeah, so you can see what's going on. Greeted really nicely. Yeah. Um, table service. <laughs> you can order at the bar, but again, we're getting really used to this more modern way of ordering.
1: Yeah, you can use the Order app. online and
0: they deliver to the table. Yeah. So you don't, if you don't, if you're feeling a bit antisocial like I was, it's yeah. quite nice. You can kind of just.
1: Yeah. Or if the staff are a bit busy as well, if they're feeling a bit flustered, then. Um...
0: Yeah, you can just. So we just ordered online. Yeah. Um, I think it was really, it's a really interesting menu, which looks quite big, but mm. actually comes down to a few key ingredients.
1: Yeah, they could actually make the menu a bit more formulaic, couldn't they? Because they're sort of like eight different toppings that you can either have in a pitta or as a meal. Yes. And then sides.
0: So they do stuff in a pitta, so it's like their zip, which is lovely, which is like their char Mm grill zone, so lamb kebabs, halloumi, Mm -hmm. lots of vegan, vegetarian options, Mm -hmm. chicken, all sorts of... Uh,
1: I'll check, but I'm pretty sure I've seen that they now have gluten-free pitta as well.
0: Pitta bread is amazing Mm. because it's made fresh.
1: Mm. So bread
0: is amazing. So, they're, so they're, no, it's not like your normal store-bought stuff. If you heat up, very light, very fluffy. Yeah,
1: there's no like you know that supermarket. If you leave them in the bag for too many days, they break.
0: Yeah, and you can't and separate the pockets. But this to... is like
1: fluffy and light and almost like wrapped. Like
0: incredible texture. It's kind of like um like a bow bun almost. Kind of yes, that's a better
1: way of saying it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is, which is great. They do a stuff with chips yeah, or, like spi- or spicy rice, but it's yeah. almost the same. So it's the same stuff that was in the pitters. Mm. So the list of mm. things you can have in the pitter, but mm. basically on top of chips with cheese or or with spicy rice. And um, those yeah.
1: meals are really hearty and we've been there a few times when friends have been doing like the Outlaw in Nottingham or whatever and we've taken them there afterwards for like a big feed up.
0: <laughs> so Jay was like oh my god that's a lot of food mm. and then they do a load of mezze and side plates which again are variations on the other stuff but mm. dressed in different ways. So I thought it was really kind of intelligent meal design. They can appear to have quite a big menu but only using maybe the same eight core items yeah. with six sauces.
1: Yeah.
0: Whether it's with chips or with rice or in a pit of bread. Or yeah. Or they can do all the sauces as dippers, and they can, so I thought it was a really nice way of yeah. <laughs> organizing. It might be a place called um, Brew York, in York, and they have a kind of Japanese yuzu kitchen, and they do a very similar kind of thing. Eight, eight core ingredients represented in, in bao buns, with noodles, mm. with rice, on chips. Mm. Very similar kind of arrangement of sauces and, and main, main things. So what did you have? I had the lamb kebab in pita bread. Okay, yeah. Uh, Joe had, the chicken on chips. Mm. And Erin had, she wanted a very light bite. I <laughs> had, had the sweet potato fries, loaded sweet oh. potato fries, yeah, nice. um, which was massive.
1: Oh, they! I, I've had those loaded sweet potato fries, which was so like,
0: you staring at it going, this is, this is really good, but oh my God, too much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I had the tomato, the kind of fusion tomato sauce, which they refused to tell us what was in. <laughs> Joe was like, what's in this? not like, things? Ziki and ZOOG, and no, I love ZOOG, oh, we, we came across ZOOG on Masterchef, mm. and there was a, a lady on Masterchef that made ZOOG, and Greg and Jonti had never had ZOOG either, oh, wow. and they were like, oh my god, this is amazing, so of course we went out the next wow. day, bought all the stuff, mm. and made ZOOG, and you know, it was one of our firm favourites, but ZOOG is one of those things, there's not one recipe for it, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's regional, and it's also mm. going to be family to family, mm. everyone's going to have their own recipe yep. for ZOOG, it's basically it's almost like a salsa burger. Yeah. made using the regional spices and whatever fresh herbs are around then
1: we, you'll have to go again and do the tapas style because i would say the roasted cauliflower is
0: incredible Erin had some roasted cauliflower on top of her fries that ah, one, and that yeah. was very good <coughs> now one thing i was a little concerned about yeah. i've been to a lot of these places with wraps is that the pitter pocket would be would be all kind of all the top and no substance underneath
1: yeah
0: but i'm very glad to report that the kebab went all the way to the bottom yeah I was like, "Mm." And actually,
1: I had one the other day, and I started nibbling at the top, and I'd missed the, like, slaw that was in the bottom. So often, if I go, this is really, this is, talk about weird ways people eat, but we go there a few times. Times. We go there. I would probably say we go there at least once a month and um, I have a habit of taking my, the pizza comes in like a little square box which I kind of hate but I know why they do it's it. It's sort of super on cute a plate. Though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, very it's very Instagram cute, I always take it straight out the box and I tip mine out on my plate and kind of get it all out of the pizza so that I can then mix it back up and then I like do it with a knife and fork rather than eating it out of I started off the off because it's too big isn't I,
0: it? I started off and I have a beard <laughs> so there was a, it just got, I think I would have carried a persevered yeah. if it wasn't for my beard. It was just all in there. It beard. was all in my beard, it was everywhere and I was like, I was doing more wiping. Because it's than kind was. of
1: wrapped for you to pick up and not in, but it's too big.
0: And I enjoyed that, I yeah. did enjoy that, so I was like, I'm determined to do a bit of this, because yeah. I love handsy food. Yeah. I love handsy food, yeah. um, so that was, that was great. With Zakziki Zeki and, but we've got the little mm. starter dip, so I was putting hummus on it and the tomato yeah. fusion sauce and, also, yeah. and, and all that bits and bobs as I was going through it. Yeah. That's really good. And i say Erin had the loaded sweet potato fries with cauliflower and cheese, mm. and Joe had the what the chicken called. It's more like chicken shawarma kind of.
1: Yeah, like Mediterranean kind of, chicken, didn't it? feel know? to it.
0: No, it was more spicy than that. Yeah, yeah
2: they've
1: got a few different ones on there.
0: But, but it was really nice. Um, nice plates, nice kind of cute crockery, yeah. nice little pots, yeah. really well thought
1: out.
0: Yeah. I'm amazed there's not more of them.
1: Well, she's not been
0: there that long. No, so Opened I think, lockdown, I think, I think they're very much set up, ready to and so move out.
1: so, a lady called Suda owns Zoo and therefore she also owns Suda. Oh, she owns it. okay. <laughs> she's and doing so well then. Suda is like six doors down, and it's kind yeah. of a bit more daytime, Then open in as many evenings as Zug, and they kind of do just pizza in the evening.
0: So no, it was really good, really enjoyed it. I would thoroughly go again, and it'd be nice to go in the evening, have a few mm. cocktails and other bits of bobs. <laughs> So goodbye from me. And
1: goodbye from me.
0: From Greenhood in Beeston. Yes. Well worth a visit. Absolutely. Thanks, to, thanks again to Rory for sitting down with us for a few minutes and telling us about his amazing business. Yeah,
1: it was really nice. And he's probably like one of the faces of Beeston, huh? so it's nice to have him have his voice now. As well as the, one of the faces of Beeston, we want his voice in the podcast, and that is very apt. Stay hungry. Yeah, keep eating.
0: Keep eating, and we'll see you soon. Keep,
1: keep eating. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Food Glue. Please subscribe to us and share us with all of your friends, family, your nan, your dog, whoever.
0: We would love to hear from you via our Instagram at Pod, or you can email us at foodgluepod at gmail.com.
1: And if you've got some spare time, please do rate and review us on your favourite podcast player because it helps other people to find us.